When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As the Nationals are struck away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Oh, oh, great crossover. Got Just him. <laughs> That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh, handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to episode 113 of the DC Crossover. I'm Ben Simpson, that is Mike Cerrone. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the show of course you can follow the show on twitter at the dc crossover for the main show account and at Cerrone 16 for michael and you can follow the uh tiktok account dc Cro- the dc crossover podcast dc crossover podcast there's no the in it right oh, just dc one of these days crossover one of these days you'll get it podcast at dc crossover podcast which is there doing, it is doing pretty well hey there we're getting a lot of likes now on every single post which i'm kind of shocked about uh but right. I, but i'm i'm making sure that we have like decent videos up there because before I was like kind of just putting up like a like a funny take here or there or something like that. Right, but right. I'm trying to make sure that like we have some real real good bits on there. Uh, my smart drinking thing, people were liking that. I was yeah, I, you're doing good. I was shocked, man. It. I was uh, shocked check out about the TikTok it. for sure. <laughs> and actually, right here at the top of the show, uh, we have a special guest to join us on the. Uh, on the show right now, special guest to talk about season two of Bird's Eye View. We have with us Erica McCall. Erica, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Yes, we're so glad to have you. And, uh, you know, we just wanted to have you on to talk a little bit about uh, season two of Bird's Eye View, True Stories of Professional Basketball. Of course, Fans of this show remember season one of the show um, where eight episodes kind of covered 
all these different aspects of overseas hoops from the food to, uh, you know, long distance love to like all these different themes. And now here with season two, it's not, you know, you're kind of doing things a little bit differently. The focus is not just on international basketball, but basketball as a whole. Um, talk a little bit about that as far as kind of like the approach for season two here. Yeah. So, I mean, season one was super successful. Shout out to you guys producing the show, helping me get it, you know, the first season <laughs> off the ground and just having a really, really good, successful first season and encouraging me to want to continue to do the second season. But thinking forward, I, you know, I just kind of want to open it up more. Um, we talked a lot too, like about how much we can talk about overseas. And there's a lot of different topics out there, but I think just opening up to now that we have more fans and um, you know, they want to hear a lot more about, you know, the league and stuff. I just wanted to be able to communicate that and educate them even more on what we have to go through as professional basketball players in the league overseas. And, you know, there's a new league now called Athletes Unlimited that's being played um, in January of the year. And so that was a really big league. And and so I think fans want to hear more about, you know, outside of the overseas and just really what the all-encompassing professional basketball players experience is like. So talk talk first off, how are you doing? I know you know you you were you know banged up a little bit injury wise, and then you know I know uh, you know the Mystics unfortunately had to part ways with you. Um, so talk about you know how are you feeling right now? How are you doing? Um, let let the people know. Yeah, so I'm back at home still in Bakersfield, California. Um, still trying to heal and and get my body right. Um, it's been a hectic experience. Really, just kind of everything is kind of in limbo in terms of me just finding answers, you know, what's wrong, you know, with my body. And so I'm still at home, still resting. Seems like I'll be here a bit more longer um, than I expected, but honestly have no issues with it. I mean, of course I miss playing in the, in the league and it's tough to watch. Um, I probably watch more WNBA in my life (laughs) being out um, than actually playing in the game. Um, But it's been really fun for me to be home with the family and be able to, you know, just experience things I don't usually get to experience, like going out to eat, you know, just going out to eat with my family at a restaurant, you know, it's just things that never get to happen. And, and, you know, me being able to experience that has been really cool for me. Yeah, you've been on your live you know, game tweeting uh, game. I know that. I've been seeing, uh, you know, if you want to keep up on what's going on in WNBA games, Erica gives some great takes on Twitter. Uh, she'll give the reactions, you know, things like that. Like, how is that a foul? You know, she's she's talking, <laughs> she's talking it up a little bit uh, on Twitter. So she's a great follow for that. And, yeah, so as far as this WNBA season, for those who um, maybe, like, aren't, paying super close attention yet i know the season just kind of got underway um are there besides of course hopefully the mystics making a run at this thing are there any uh teams that you have your i know chicago's always tends to be pretty good are there any other teams you have your eye on as far as possible like championship contenders i know your sister moved on to a new team right yeah, I was just going to say her team, the Connecticut Sun, are looking really strong this year. They've brought everyone back from last year and added an additional player in, in Courtney Williams, who was with Atlanta. And she was originally with the Connecticut Sun. Um, so and now they've added my sister all into the mix of this group that was just so successful um, in the previous years. And so I think that this this may be the year that it just all clicks for them. They'll be able to, you know, go on to the finals and just execute. And so they're a really exciting team, just a team of veterans that love playing together. So they're a team to watch out for, for sure. Nice. And then as far as your show, of course, everybody can check out 
um, you know, the first episode uh, that dropped last week, and then we're going to have episode two drop here this week of the show. Um, again, bird's eye view. Are, are there any, um, you know, s- guests that are on your like bucket list for the podcast? Like, man, I mean, obviously, I feel like there's obviously some big names out there, like Tarasi and things like that. Like some of those bigger names in the scene. Uh, who, who are some of your like, hey, long shot? I would love if I was able to get this person on the show. I mean, DT is actually, you know, the number one person on my bucket list. I'm hoping, you know, I know some, I, I know her. She's was my sister's teammate for 10 years. So I've been knowing her since really I was a high schooler. Um, so even when I played against her, you know, we all know DT is a ferocious <laughs> player and she doesn't take it easy on anyone. You know, my, who, did she get into it? who did she get into it the other day? Like, I remember seeing oh, something teammate. like <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, whoa. Okay. This time it was her own teammate. So, you know, DT doesn't back down from anyone. And so, but with me, you know, she always kind of took it easy on me. You know, if I fell down or anything, you know, usually she might walk over you or something, but she'd blend out a helping hand, <laughs> you know, for me to get up. And so I'm hoping with that relationship, you know, that she had with my sister, along with some other, you know, contacts that I have hopefully I can get her in for an interview she's like the absolute number one another person I would love to have is Asia Wilson super entertaining I played against her at my senior in college um in the semifinals game of the final four um and she's just a, an amazing player I was thought that she was a super cool person I don't know her personally but I love her personality I love what she represents for the league and just who she is as a person so I would love to have Asia Wilson on you know Erica one of the big things that I was just actually thinking about was I think there would be a nice episode if you had somebody on as well to talk about contract disputes, contract, you know, talks, all that kind of stuff, because especially here in DC, you know, we have a lot of contract talks about multiple players, mostly for the Nats, for instance, Uh, you know, when they say, oh, they can't pay this person. And they're like, oh, well, we offer this, we offer that, you know, they go back and forth, never know really what, the inside information is. So I think honestly, maybe either this season or the future or whatever it may be, that might be a good episode is what goes in to like what's inside, like the fly on the wall type bit for the contract talks, because obviously you're not going to give away, you know, the fine print of all the contract stuff. But, you know, I don't know if like you're always, for instance, in those meetings or it's just your agent talking to this and that. I mean, because I, I, I think, for instance, that, you know, the, the, the player, for the most part, tells their agent like, hey, I think this is what I'm worth. And then the agent goes out there and does all their things. But I don't know. I don't know if you would be interested in doing something like that, because I think that would actually be really interesting in the sense that, you know, there's a lot of information right there that you could peel out for everybody. It's funny you mentioned this, Mike. Because that's my next episode. <laughs> I yes. promise listeners that we did not discuss this beforehand to try to promote <laughs> the episode. I was like, I'm like, it's did perfect. Me and Ben talk. I was like, that talked to Ben about this. And that talked to Mike. Hey, I only about- listen to the stuff when it comes out. I, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't I'm not give Mike the inside there. scoop. I, I, I tell him, hey, you got to download it just like everybody else. That's, yep. that's what I tell Mike. So, yeah. So, actually, fans were going crazy trying to figure out the CBA, which is, you know, yeah. essentially the the format the rules everything that goes into what wma players can do and what the league can do um and how they control everything and fans were like literally looking it up like online trying to figure out what the cba meant and so i was like 
hey, I think it'd be a really cool idea um, for me to try to break that down. And so we're bringing on my agent, Mike Cowan. Um, he's just super knowledgeable about all this type of stuff. And someone asked me like, hey, can you give me a breakdown of CBA? I'm like, I have to ask for a breakdown for my agent, you know, the, <laughs> the spark notes from him. And so essentially he'll be coming on and he's, we're just going to do a Q&A. And so nice. for fans who would love to ask questions about what's going on, you can tweet me at one bird's eye view on Twitter, um, hashtag bird's eye view pod, and just ask whatever you want about the CBA overseas. Um, anything about players, any, any questions you have that you want to know from an agent or just be, you know, a fly on, on how all these conversations work, tweet me. And we're going to try to answer as many questions that we can um, in this pod. It might be a little longer because he's a, he's a little long winded. <laughs> he can get so am I. very passionate about <laughs> yeah. his answers. Yeah. So is my co-host um, there. So, but it'll yeah. be really fun. <laughs> it'll be really fun. And it's, it's going to be very informative. I think a lot of people will enjoy and, you know, at least, you know, be, uh, be educated on, you know, how all this works. Cause every day I learn something new about the CBA. So I think oh, it's going to yeah. be a fun episode. Oh yeah. It- it's it's one of those things like all fans they wanted to learn about it but they don't want to take the time and like dig exactly. into the details and so to have somebody kind of relay that information is crucial it's crucial so be sure everybody listens to this show you already know you got to go download Bird's Eye View again season two has started episode one came out last week uh, episode two will be this week again it's every Wednesday morning um, and Erica does an awesome job with the show and season one is all there as well if you want to go back and listen to any of those episodes uh, it was a it was a fantastic season um, so definitely check all that out and um, like Erica said you can follow the show on Twitter at one Bird's Eye View um, you can also follow Erica's account at Bird's the Word underscore twenty. Um, and yeah, Erica, we're looking forward to more and more episodes of the show and we'll definitely have you on again to talk more about, uh, you know, when big episodes drop and things like that. And, um, you know, you're doing an awesome job. The show's great. So we're, we're, we're super you. happy you could stop by. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you guys. You know, when we did the Diana, uh, the episode, you know, I'll definitely hop on the show. We can talk all about that. <laughs> all right, perfect. Erica, Erica, last thing I wanted to ask you is you got any TikTok tips? TikTok tips. You know, I'm still trying to get TikTok tips from the kids these days. You know, it's just hard for me to get on, you know, and I keep getting followers on my page and everything, but I was like, I don't know these dances. You know, I think my my peak was, I was telling Fran, I think my peak, you know, was the Dougie and it just kind of stopped there. That was like <laughs> 2012, you know, era. And that just kind of stopped from there. So now all these new dances that they have, the footwork, the, the movement. I say just be be yourself. Be yourself you and go, people Mike. Will, just be yourself, Mike. We'll find well, <laughs> it funny or whatever it is that it may be. <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of the videos that we share are just like, you know, little teasers and everything like that. And I and I don't think my knees could handle any of the dances anymore. So uh, <laughs> I've had two major knee surgeries from from uh, athletic injuries. So uh, if I did those, I think they might uh, break. Um, so <laughs> so I try to stay away from those and just stay behind a mic. <laughs> no, I understand. I did try to do a dance. I probably was trying to learn it for about an hour. How to, you know, the next day I practiced, my my bones were aching, just <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, all the footwork and everything. So uh, we're old. in the same boat. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you so much for stopping by, Erica. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you. All right. See you. See you later. <laughs> that was Erica McCall from Bird's Eye View podcast. Uh, just wanted to bring her on to talk a little bit about season two. Again, you can go listen for yourself. We'll link it in the description of this video. And Mike and I are producers of that podcast. That is a DC crossover production. It even says so on the logo for their show. Production. Um, so if you support our, uh, you support us. You got to go support 
uh, Bird's Eye View with Erica McCall. She does an awesome job. A uh, lot to talk about on the show today. Um, so let's dive into the rewind because we do have a special seltzer review coming up later from Michael. Uh, we also got to talk a little bit about this Commander's news with the uh, Snyder stuff and the stadium stuff, uh, the Wiz draft lottery. Um, and then uh, that's, I mean, that's going to take a lot of a lot of the time on this episode because we, we obviously talked to, to Erica. So um, let's d- dive into the Rewind first. A chance to recap a little bit of, uh, if the darn thing will play. There we go. Uh, a chance to recap the previous week in D.C. sports. And there's really only a couple teams to talk about. And one of them is the Washington Nationals. And uh, Mike, uh, th- for the Nats this year, it seems to just be like they win one game every series pretty much it's like these three game (laughs) series they'll get one nice game and then they'll lose the other couple and that's just how it's going to be all season long Uh, they are now 14 and 28 fifth place last place in the nl east monday lost to miami eight to two uh sandy alcantara who's uh, one of my favorite non-nats pitchers he's just filthy uh eight innings one earned run, five Ks against the Nats. Uh, just absolutely smoked them. Uh, Sanchez gets the loss for the Nats. Three and two-thirds, four earned runs in the game. Soto 0 for 4. Nats lose 8 to 2. Tuesday, lose again to the Marlins, 5 to 1. Joanna Doan pitched okay, four and two-thirds, allowed one earned run. Uh, Josh Bell sacked fly in the eighth, but the Nats lose again. Wednesday, though, they got their one win a series. This is what they do. Uh, big, big uh, uh, extra inning win, too, 10 innings, as uh, Kabert Ruiz gets three hits in the game, including the go-ahead double in the 10th. And Cesar Hernandez had a nice game, two for five with an RBI. 5-4, Nats win. And then the next series of the week, the weekend series against the Brewers, got smoked on Friday, lost 7-0. But the Nats did turn a triple play in this game, which is actually uh, kind of cool um, for a season that sucks. Uh, Austin Voth, uh, later in the game, gave up five runs. His ERA right now for the season, 8-4-4. Love to see it. Saturday, another loss to the Brewers, 5-1. Patrick Corbin gives up five earned runs in five innings. Every time I tell you he's going to turn it around, Games like this happen. Uh, Lane Thomas did homer in this one. Nats lose 5-1. to one. And then Sunday, this is it's so weird. The Nats pull out games like this where they beat the Brewers 8-2. to two. They score eight runs on 14 hits. Soto with a couple RBI. And the Nats win their one game of the series there. Um, other just quick things. I mean, Wizards might get 10th pick in the draft. Did you watch the lottery? You know what's funny is that I was so hyped for it. Because it's kind of like one of those things that you kind of, for some reason, get hyped for, but it's not really that exciting. Because the right. guy's sitting there, and they always have that one guy that's like, and he like smiles <laughs> at you, and he's like, the oh, Orlando yeah. Magic. Like, you're just like, all right, dude, you're creeping me out a little bit. Um, yeah. But uh, b- by the way, real quick tidbit about the Nats. I think it's kind of funny, though, because they go out there, and they score you know, eight or nine runs, they win. And then the other games, they score one. Two gets shut out. Right. Uh, it's right, pretty crazy, right. but yeah, that's I. I honestly was gonna watch the the NBA draft, and then I forgot. Uh, even though I was talking about it that day, I came home, took a nap, woke up, and totally forgot it was on. <laughs> and then you guys, it's texted hard. Me. I mean, last year I was into it because like the Pistons had a really good chance of getting number one. Yeah, and so I watched and I was hyped and and all that stuff. Problem is, is like they'll say like the draft lottery, just like with anything. It's like they'll say the draft lottery starts at eight o'clock. And you know you're not finding out who the number one pick is till eight 
50. Like, it's going to take an hour just to get to the final few picks yeah. and stuff. And it, they drag it out. There's so many commercial breaks. And it's like, so this year, I was kind of the same deal. I just found out on Twitter. Like, you know, I just scrolled Twitter to see when they were announcing and that sort of thing. But I didn't watch it live this year at all. Um, and then, uh, other quick note DC United uh, had a draw on Saturday, <sighs> gave up a goal in the 89th minute to Toronto FC. It was not great. Uh, this was kind of a tough one because this was an easy three points kind of in the bag. And then the final couple minutes, you give up uh, the tying goal. Not great. Uh, Michael Estrada and Edison Flores scored. I watched most of this game. I didn't catch the end, so I didn't see the draw. I was like, I, when I stopped watching, I was like, all right, we got this. <laughs> um, so uh, DC United ties there. But they're still in the mix. I believe they're 10th or 11th right now. Um, so it's still early in the year. Uh, you still still like what I'm seeing from them. I'll take draws. You don't, you know, you don't want losses, obviously. Um, and, yeah, that about does it for the rewind. We've got... Let's just let's do the seltzer. Do you have the seltzer ready, Mike? Yeah, I have it ready. Before we get into all the serious stuff, let's get the uh, let's get the the little. Uh, this is I know we use this for trivia as well, but this is good little uh, re- review music here because we talked about it last episode that we're gonna do the off season version of the show starting next week. Yeah, um, where we're gonna do more drafts and uh, more fun food stuff and all that good stuff. So as we ease into the off season. The pre-off season here with this episode. One topic we talked about last week that we want to do is Mike's going to do... Mike's a seltzer king. They call him the Sultan of Seltzer. That's what they call you. Wow. And, uh, you know, he's here... They, the people. (laughs) So he's here to provide the people a, a seltzer review. So with that, I'll turn things over to the Sultan of seltzer mike cerrone so seltzers uh i said it in one of our posts on tiktok at dc crossover podcast you can go check that out i did say on there my definition of smart drinking which was you start with the hard stuff you end with the celsius uh obviously you have like usually it's like 100 calories two grams or less sugar nowadays all of them have no sugar which i have been uh perusing through um, and uh, I started a couple weeks ago to go down the aisle at Total Wine and More because they have a huge selection, and go and check out different types of seltzers than Truly Lemonades, which is my favorite. So my all-time favorite is Truly Lemonade Mango. So right. this seltzer, as you can see on the YouTube or on TikTok, is true. This is a good good reason to check out the YouTube channel, right? DC Crossover Podcast. Yeah. This is uh, Three Birds Hard Seltzer. I had one last week uh, on the show. Didn't really review it. Just drank it um, for other reasons. But this is a Three man- Birds Hard Seltzer. I'm just looking them up. Yeah, look them up for me because I don't know anything about them. Because uh, it doesn't say their lo- their uh, location here. Um, Three Birds. Okay, are st- are you over twenty? It's weird how to go to alcohol websites. <laughs> you have to say if you're over twenty one. Right. Um, but I like how it's just like yes, it's like <laughs> yes or no. It's like right. yeah. It's like all right, you're good. Um, <laughs> so the the, the nutrition facts, seltzer. obviously, hundred calories, like I said, uh, one gram of sugar, one carb. So it's pretty much the same as a lot of the other ones nowadays. Um, Because everyone's trying to do the same thing. It is gluten-free, so people can have that. Uh, Some natural juice, uh, juice, not juice, uh, contains less than 1% juice, though. So it's not a lot of juice. Um, And uh, this one I have is mango lemonade. So it's basically comparing to the Truly Lemonade mango, which is my all-time favorite. 
So I'll take a sip while you read some uh, some facts. Off. Yeah. So the only thing that it says about about three birds, spread your wings and fly above the rest. Whether you're with friends at your nest or out soaring with the best, Three Birds Hard Seltzer has a flavor for your flock. With natural juices and just the right amount of fizz, you and your peeps are bound to have a flight you'll never forget. And I guess <laughs> okay. produced by... Didn't ask for a poem here. Levesque uh, Wine, Beer, and Spirits, which is apparently one of the largest spirits producers in the world. So there you go. So Three Birds. <laughs> All right, so we got to think about the rating spirits. system. Okay. Okay, so the rating system. Are, are you going to go out of five, or are you going to go out of ten? What are you thinking here? I'm going to go out of uh, ten. I'm going to do a Portnoy type okay. type rating like system. Um, like no rookie scores, obviously. We should keep track okay. of this, too. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll write it down here. So three birds. Sultan of Seltzer Review. Yeah. This is three birds, hard seltzer, and what's the flavor? Mango lemonade. Okay. Lemonade, Mango if you're uh, international. Sure. Yeah, um, if you're an idiot. <laughs> lemonade. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Here we do go. I a, do I have a drum roll? Hold on. Oh, do you? I'm going to take another sip while you find that drum roll. Here. I do have a drum roll. How long is the roll? Oh, there it is. Here. Uh, that was a test. That was okay. a test. All right. All right. You want me to do it one more time? All right. So the Sultan of Seltzer. Here, hold on, hold I on. Give... I got to, I got to, got to give the uh, the. Oh, okay. It tastes pretty good. It's better than the other ones. I will say that than I've had from uh, the birds. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's overall pretty solid. I would say. Um, do, is it is it not is too it sweet? Fruity? Like, do you feel like uh, so? Is it is it more alcohol forward or, or fruit forward fruit, or like what? Fruit, fruity. Uh, right, it good. definitely has a flavor. It's not. It's not like straight alcohol or anything like that which is good it uh kind of kind of makes you think like you're drinking uh, uh flavored water so that's okay. good okay. um so good. i'm ready for the review i'm ready for the review all right all right uh here we go the drum roll so the score is i was waiting for, for a little while 7.6 7.6 six. 7.6 is the score <laughs> oh, thanks, Craig. Seven point six. Now, is that okay, is that so a good thing from Craig, or is that I, don't, I can't tell if he's being serious or not? I think he's just happy. He's just a happy guy. Seven point six is a good so score. Yeah. I mean, I feel like anybody would be happy to be in that. It's seven, a little bit range. above average, which average is you could yeah. say seven. Seven's like an average, like median score, but seven point six right. mainly for the sole fact that it's actually, like I said, it's a lot better than the other three birds that I had. Um, I had the three birds. I think blueberry was like, eh, but yeah. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to get some more three birds and, and, and check them out. But overall 7.6 is a pretty good score right. to start off with, with a Celsius review for the off season. So that's the three birds, hard seltzer, mango lemonade by the Sultan of seltzer, 7.6 out of 10. There's your review. Now we'll move in to some football talk. We are the commander. So a couple things on the commanders here recently, um, one of which was talked about today. There was the announcement that there's been some land. I don't know if it's been officially purchased or if it's almost officially purchased. Regardless, it sounded like there was some land down, um, you know, down south from us for sure. Um, where was it was it was like it was Prince William County. Um, like Woodbridge or something. It was like it was kind of like the Woodbridge area, 
all basically all signs are pointing to so Dumfries and Woodbridge were like the two areas uh and this was like an uh, an ESPN article where the the commanders spent 100 million dollars on land in Virginia for possible stadium so they paid more than 100 million dollars for 200 acres um, the deal was completed last week, but has not yet been filed with Prince William County with, with, the, with the site of the land. And there's a chance the franchise will buy another 65 to 70 acres at a site that would be more in Woodbridge. Um, and so now the interesting thing about this article was was this section here, Mike, that, that I want us to talk about. So according to a source, their plans include a 60,000 seat domed stadium, as well as the team's practice facility an amphitheater that seats between 15,000 and 20,000, a small indoor music arena, high-end retail shops, bars and restaurants, and residential living. The roof would be translucent, and the stadium's facade could change colors. It would be white during the day, for example, and burgundy at night. Uh, So, I know, and we were talking about it on text, I know that there, there is definitely an argument to be made about the distance thing, and where the location for sure, and you're not the only one uh, not super happy about it. I mean, it's, it seems like Twitter as a whole is pretty upset about this location. But one thing that I really liked there is what I read about the fact that it could possibly be where this the team is kind of trying to make a little community here with the stadium. We're talking about music venues and restaurants and shops and all this stuff. That is good. I feel like that is what we've been asking for because right now you've got a giant parking lot and like a TGI Fridays, you know, 20 minutes away, you know, like you've got nothing going on in Landover right now. Uh, so I'm at least pleased by the fact that maybe the team is actually looking to create more of a community. You know? I, I, w- I will agree that I do think that they need to make this more of a spectacle than just putting a stadium down on a plot and right, right. running with it. So if they did it like that, that'd be cool because the sole fact that, I was talking to my barber the other day, and he used to live in New York, and he used to be a DJ, and uh, and he also said that, you know, because I asked him about the garden and everything like that, and he told me, he said, you know what, in between my shifts at the radio station or whatever, I'd be sitting there, and I'd go eat dinner at the garden, and then I'd watch the game, and then I'd leave, and I was like, wait a second, they got restaurants and stuff inside? He's like, yeah. He's like, the whole entire garden is like a spectacle on its own. So I was right. like thinking about it when you mentioned it uh, earlier and whatnot. And yes, would I go? Probably not for the most part because the, the tickets are way too expensive. Then I have to get down there to Occoquan or wherever it's going to be. And yeah. then I have to <laughs> spend $15 on a Michelob Ultra. Uh, at least it's, I mean, it's going to be cheaper than the PGA Championship, I'll tell you that, um, which was it was $19 for a Michelob Ultra. Uh, but... <laughs> I just think that when you're looking at the stadium, you got to do it right. You have to because yeah. all in all, the fans are already pissed off. If you go down there where everyone's going to be pissed off no matter what, you're alienating the lone part of Maryland that we have as fans. They will migrate most likely to Baltimore and say we're going to be Ravens fans. Plus, you're alienating a little bit of the D.C. side in general because – do DC fans, do Northern Virginia fans really want to travel down I-95 and get to this uh, whole entire stadium? Now, I would say 
the the homers would the, the the real fans would i am a real fan i'm a diehard fan but at the same time i, I hated going to fedex and that was even when the rg3 season was was happening where it was so much hype and all that kind of stuff i still hated it i had great tickets i had the you know the the week 17 tickets where they beat the cowboys but it's just something that you can't get it wrong you just can't because again my vote would be put it on rfk site and we talked about it you know she's 10 episodes ago put it on their site have the whole entire city you know lit up and everything like that monday night football against the cowboys or eagles or giants or whatever it may be have all this have audi field nats park everything lit up washington monument but now it's like now you're going down. You're going in the opposite direction. So you were way out in Maryland. Now you're going way out in Virginia. It, it, I just think that it, it's going to be troublesome because I don't think there's a metro down there, and I don't think they're going to be building down there. Even if they did build down there, the Silver Line's still not open, and that's been ready to be open for what two years. So it's right, like right. you're by that time, it's just going to be. I mean. I don't know. I do like the sole fact that you mentioned, okay, making it a little town or whatever you want to call it, but just having it that far out is is going to be cementing a lot of people into either migrating to Baltimore for Ravens games or migrating to their couch and sitting there for a very long time, not attending the games in general. I would love to have a restaurant or something like that out there to maybe go yeah. down there, kind of like at, at the garden at MSG. You know, I would like to do something like that because it would be nice to go sit down, watch the game, get the ambiance of the of the crowd in the background where you can hear the game going on. Oh yeah, it would be sick. But it's basically it's, it's similar to the bullpen at Nats Park. You know, you got mm-hmm. something going on, but I just think that you have to you have to do something right, and this is the only thing you got right, right so far is trying to yeah. make a new stadium. It's tough. It's tough because I, I I my guess is, you know, going down to Woodbridge in that area, it's like. It's going to be your cheapest land and maybe the most abundance of land. And that's obviously why they're going down there versus, right. you know, Loudoun County is pretty expensive. I'm sure that that land, because you're fighting with all the big data centers and all these giant corporations that are putting stuff out in Loudoun County. Uh, and then in D.C., I'm sure it's very expensive, too. I mean, D.C. is not going to let them do it cheaply. Um, so. I, I'm, my guess is this is just coming down to money, and they they don't really care about the fan part, unfortunately. I think it's just coming down to where can we get the most and the cheapest land to kind of build this thing, um, and that happens to probably be down in Dumfries and down in Woodbridge and all Potomac area. But isn't that, that isn't stuff. that the new the new trend though? Is having stadiums not in the city that you are apparently supposed to be affiliated with? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And it's weird because, yeah, we were talking about on text. I mean, this isn't unprecedented. Um, you know, you, you hear that Foxborough is a giant pain in the ass for people to get to. For, for I've been Patriots there. Yep, to been get there. To. Um, you know, uh, where the Cowboys play over in Arlington is not in Dallas. Santa Clara Dallas. for the Niners. Yeah, for the Niners. So it's like it's not that this is unprecedented. Um, it's just like you said, it's just a pain. It's just a pain for the fan base that is in uh, you know, obviously in D.C. or in where, you know, Northern Virginia, where a large contingent of fans live um, and, and you know, you're putting the stadium down in a, one of the worst one of the worst highways is 95 with traffic. Um, you know, there's always something going on to slow things down on 95. And this is what add to that. Um, I can't even imagine now you're going to have to worry about driving home 
from a trip, if you're leaving on a Sunday and you're trying trying to drive back, you got to like time it right where you're not hitting all the game traffic leaving the Commander Stadium when that whatever that's built. I mean, obviously this is years and years away, but yeah, I, I it's it's so tough. It's so tough because I want that them to build that uh, infrastructure and build that community. But I'm with you. I mean, if this thing was over in Sterling, we'd be so much happier because we'd be like, man, we can actually go to games. But being now it's I mean, you look at your GPS. And I did that today, and I was looking down in Dumfries and all that stuff, and it's like it's like an hour. I mean, it's not right. it's not an easy thing to do, and that's an hour like in the middle of the day. <laughs> if we're talking about game day traffic, add another hour onto that. Imagine Monday night football. <laughs> Imagine that Monday night football. You will have to leave at like two p.m. <laughs> noon <laughs> to maybe get there, and it's just because we're also talking about like just regular traffic, you know, work traffic yeah. and stuff. So. I mean, it's it's going to be bad regardless where, you know, as far as like there's always going to be traffic in this area and that area and all that stuff. But I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be positive about this, Mike, because I, I, I want them to do this right. Like you said, I want them to build a dome. I want them to put some great restaurants and sports bars. I want them to make it a community. Um, I don't know if I fully trust them to pull it, pull it all off. And whatever they do, we're not going to probably see a full. I mean, think about how long it took for Nats Park to actually turn into like the area around Nats Park to yeah, really be yeah. built into what it is now. I mean, when Nats Park first was built and was here, I mean, the area around the ballpark was pretty shady. I mean, it was one oh, of those yeah. things where you didn't you didn't walk back to your parking lot at night. Like you didn't leave in the sixth inning and walk alone to your car. Um, and they really like gentrified the area, obviously, and they like built it up. And now Nats Park and the wharf and all that stuff. I mean, it's pretty solid. I mean, uh, there's a lot to do there. Um, so with this stadium, I would just hope they would. It's going to take time, but I hope they would build it up into something. But uh, I still say you and I are probably not going to ever see a game because who's going to drive down there? Yeah, I, I think it's more so a oh a one time experience a year or something like that. You, yeah, you find a yeah. game against the I don't know the Bears or some or a game that's not like a NFC East rival or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like my idiot friend that said, "Hey, let's go to the Packers game," and that's the most expensive game on the on the list right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. Those those are the people that are just not plugged. In, but I think honestly, if they did do it in Sterling, which you know, if they did buy something there, okay, whatever, maybe. But if you did it in Sterling, for instance, yes, you know, and this is hypothetical, you're right down the road from you know, former Redskins Park, whatever it's called now. I don't think it's com- called Commanders Park, I don't know what it's called, maybe it's just a park. Um, and right. uh, you know, you're right down the road from the bubble, you can see it from Route 28, it's so easy mm-hmm. to get to, plus. It's right there off of uh, the Old Ox exit, which, honestly, I'm right down the road from here. So technically you are, too, and you know that area growing up in Herndon very well. There's so many things to do in that one little area. I mean, you got sports bars left. I can name 10 sports bars that are within a five-mile radius of me, or maybe not a five-mile, maybe a five-minute radius of me. And it's like you can go to these different bars. It'll it'll build up that that infrastructure because – that part of Herndon, where that old ox kind of intersects, that part wouldn't need a little jump start. That that little part of Herndon, mm-hmm. and we've talked about it multiple times. Certain areas, you know, and some some I would say the 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 Herndon, Virginia like persona, and then you look at like the Reston, Virginia persona. Everyone thinks of Reston as oh Reston's town center, money, money, money. You know, Mister Krabs, yeah, bougie, yeah, yeah. But then you look at some parts of Reston, and it's not so great. Yeah. And then you sure. then you think of Herndon, and you're just like, oh, it's 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 Reston's little brother. They suck. It's all the ghetto. <laughs> right. But then all of a sudden, you see other parts of Herndon. You know, the part that I live in right now, because I'm technically Herndon, is a nice area. 
I mean, I got yeah, $650,000 condos across the street from me. So it's like right, right. you're thinking about it, and I think that little part of Herndon could, could be built up more, and you could have more infrastructure there. And, and, and I'm not trying to kick out you know the, the lower-income people, but at the same time, it's like that area could use a boost. You know, like the infrastructure there is old. It's, it's, right, it's broken right. down. I just think that if you had it there, you got the silver line, you got plenty of space. You could you could build a small little town there. And if you really want to have a community with residential living, there's space there that you can easily upgrade the residential living. I mean, there's still tons of infrastructure being built around here. So I just think yeah. that, you know, that would be the more preferred choice. Obviously, it's right down the road, so it's like, oh, yeah, I'll walk to the game today or something like that. But it's just a do- totally different atmosphere, a totally different commute, a totally different uh, you know, landscape, if you, th- if, if, if you right. will, uh, if you build it in this area than building it down on 95 where people are like, man, I just really don't want to be in traffic on my day off. Like, that's the thing. Is, that's, I think it's a lot of people's viewpoint is, you know, traffic sucks, especially around here. When you have to have traffic on a Sunday trying to go enjoy yourself for the day, that's just the worst. So I think that honestly, right. you know, and, and that's the biggest thing too is trying to get out of FedEx Field. You have to sit there for like an hour and a half half the time. Yeah, it's a nightmare. I mean, that's the thing. It's like they're going to have to be and, – and I know – look, uh, my <laughs> guess is a lot of important people are thinking about all of these things and thinking about traffic right, right. and thinking about this and that. Um but it's just from a fan perspective, which is what this show is. It's like, man, all I want is a place with good parking. Not, I mean, look, is it? It's going to be tough to get out of any sort of stadium after a game. I'm not expecting it to be a breeze, but I right. don't want to be waiting in my car for two hours just to leave a parking lot. Like that's insane. Um, you know, you just want some food options, some bar options, and all that sort of stuff. And that's all we're looking for. We talked about this on the show. Uh, but it's funny. I know you said you were kind of joking, but it would be kind of cool if there was a stadium where, like, people, like, were walking to the stadium from the town. You know, right. like, that's, yeah, like, yeah, almost yeah. like a college football type atmosphere. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, that would be in, that would be awesome if, if, if they were able to cultivate almost like a college type fandom where you've got the ability to just, you know, you pregame at your house and then you go walk to the field to the game and all that sort of stuff. And, you, you know, I, I just think you would draw a lot of people and a lot of people would love the fact that, Hey, they don't have to go drive anywhere or things like that. Like they can just walk to the stadium and all that. That's a good point. Cause um, also yeah. I, I do like that in the sense of now, I didn't really think about that until you brought that up, but I do like it because you know, you know, I'm a huge Virginia tech fan. I'm a huge tech fan, huge Hokie fan. So when I used to go to games, you know, it's so crazy to think about. Cause I would always love to see like a drone, at that time where you got people over at the duck pond area tailgate and you got people at this parking lot, you got people over on North street uh, or North main street, you know, at people's house, you know, you know, hanging yeah. out pregame and stuff like that. And then you would just see within an hour of game time, just this mob. Like it was like something yeah. from the walking dead where everyone's just walking towards the stadium. Like that would be sick to see be, on, be on, t- on TV, you know, that'd be so sick yeah, to see on, exactly. on Fox or something like that. I mean, that's the cool – I mean, that's part of the things that people love about college football is, you know, you go down to, you know, Lincoln, Nebraska, and, and the whole town shuts down for, for yeah, football yeah. games, and everybody's going to the game, and everybody's walking to the game and all that sort of stuff. And, like, you kind I mean, it just would be so cool to have that sort of atmosphere for a pro team, you know, because yeah. we don't have that with, with, with any of our teams. I mean, you don't really have that for – now, I will say Nats Park, when they were bumping and making the playoffs and things like that, 
there was a little bit of that atmosphere because things were spread out a little bit. Like you said, there's the bullpen and there's all these different places where people would go and pregame and then you'd have a good sea of people walking to the game and you've got the people that are drumming on the sidewalk and stuff. <laughs> and it's kind of a crazy atmosphere like like that. I mean, it's a little different, obviously, because it's in the city. But like, you know, that was always something you don't really get anything much for caps and whiz because it's right there in downtown right and, you know chinatown and all that stuff there's just so much other stuff you going get off on. the metro there's the front door <laughs> yeah exactly but like for football i mean you could just if you did it right it could just be such an experience and such an environment which is all what they're trying to do i mean this is what they're trying to cultivate yeah um and you have a chance you don't ha- get that many chances to not necessarily start over but to kind of like reinvigorate the audience and reinvigorate the fan base. And like, obviously the rebranding with the commanders and stuff is going on and this will be the first season with that. Um, so I, there's, there's a lot of opportunity there, man. I just really hope they don't screw it up. Well, that, you know? That's the funny thing too, is that I've been watching. So I watch uh, like two or three guys on YouTube that do like abandoned series and, you know, stadium series and different oh, things right, like that. Right, yeah. So there's one that I saw, I watched last night before bed, which was uh, stadiums over the last decade, decade plus, I guess you could say, um, mm-hmm. that were demolished and teams moved. And uh, it was funny to watch because, like, for instance, you look at the Raiders. The Raiders, uh, I mean, the A's still are in this limbo. But the Raiders, yeah, yeah they did move to Vegas which is uh, honestly a really good move for them in general because there's already two oh. L.A. teams, so you don't need another L.A. Raiders teams or anything like that. They moved to Vegas, brand-new stadium, unbelievable stadium, right down the road for team, from T-Mobile Arena. You know, you got a brand-new fan base with the, with the Raiders, still fans out, out in California. But the thing about it is is they were playing on dirt, and they were playing on a baseball field and this crappy field that the A's somehow are still playing on. And it's right. funny, is they went there – they made this whole entire thing. They got the, the I don't know what it's called, the Eternal Flame or whatever it's called for Al Davis. I mean, it, it's so cool to see, and they did it right. And then you're looking at, for instance, the San Francisco Giants. They were playing on a crap field uh, for so long. And then all of a sudden, now they went out to San Fran, and they made it, you know, McCovey Cove, baby. They got, I mean, yeah. it's an unbelievable stadium. You have a chance here to kind of revigor is it revigorate? Is that the right word I'm thinking of? Uh, yeah, reinvigorate. Re, yeah. Reinvigorate. Sorry, I forgot the end part. Reinvigorate this fan base to kind of give us some hope. Like, man, we got we got the new the new house in the block here. You know, we got this new pretty thing. You know, the new girlfriend that's sitting right there next to you on the seat <laughs> that everyone's looking at, and it's like everyone thinks that this team sucks. Everyone knows that this stadium sucks. Everyone knows that the owner sucks. There's so much, you know, I'll say it, so much ass surrounding this team that you think right. that maybe, and it's not the good ass, it's the bad ass. Right. And, <laughs> and it's, just a, it's just a series of things that just keep going on and piling and piling and piling to the point where we need to see something good. And that's why I think even if they did it down on 95, it would be a good thing if they did it right. But, as long as they do it right. But, That's all we but now the pressure, if they do it over there, is on. The pressure would yeah. be a little less if you had it in Northern Virginia because that's where the main fans are right now. But, I agree with you. I, I think you're completely right. I think it's you can put it down there. But you got to do it right, like you said. It's got to be an absolute killer area. You got to be. You got to be. Do. You got to put the restaurants there. You got to put the shops there. You got to make that happen. The, what you promised. They they're talking about putting music venues there and all that sort of stuff. Like, all right, if that's what you're talking about, I know they didn't officially promise this. This just came from a source. Right. But I mean, I if they are going to do this right, then they have to 
you know, they have to do those sorts of things that we're hearing rumors about. Otherwise, it's just a waste. If you just throw, a, you know, a clunker of a stadium in the middle of nowhere, southern Virginia, then it's like, what was the point of this? Right, uh, right. Because then you're right. Then nobody has a reason to travel down there for that. So we'll see. I mean, oh, any of this stuff is going to take years and years and years to happen. So, like, you know, it's not like this will be an overnight thing. It's not going to be next season. It's gonna, it's probably not for five more years or something. Like, I right. don't know. It takes a long time to build up stadiums and get them ready and all that stuff. But, man, it would be great if they did this right. And and then think about this. You build a nice new stadium, they're going to host a Super Bowl for sure. I mean, that's how it works. When yeah. you you know, when you know when when you you get a brand-new stadium and it looks nice, the league wants to show it off. And, and that would be sick to have a Super Bowl hosted here, you know, uh, that we're proud of what we're showing off with the stadium and all that. And that brings more money in the area because people go to the Super Bowl. So uh, a lot of stuff to think about. And then, you know, before we you know move on, uh, we did want to briefly talk about this Dan Snyder stuff. Um, so it sounds like the report is that the owners around the league are starting to, according to the quote, is count votes um, uh, and try to see do they have the numbers to force Dan Snyder to sell the team? Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, it would take 24 votes um, to force that sale. This is kind of what you and I talked about a while back, is my only concern about counting the votes is if there's one guy that knows where the bodies are buried, it's Dan Snyder for any of these right. owners. Yep. And that's what makes me always wonder that this guy's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like 23 votes. They don't get 24 or something like that. Like, I feel like this guy always wiggles out of things. I just, I will, I will believe it when I see it, when I see him being forced to sell a team. Otherwise I'm going to continue to operate that Dan Snyder is the owner of this team. Like that's how I'm going to operate. 75% is a lot of percentage for all the owners. You know, he's got, I mean, these are rich. He's got some rich friends, man. Well, I mean, well, the, the report of them counting votes, like legit counting votes, yeah. is i mean that's a serious report now i don't know who it is i don't know who said it yeah. but the, i mean the usa today was the one who reported it i don't know if they were the initial report but i believe they were but that's the thing someone must have said something to him that reporter and he ran right. with it now is he trying to get clickbait maybe but counting votes i mean that that's that's sending feelers out to the league and to the owners by i don't know if it's goodell or who but that's 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 something serious though. That's that's a little bit more serious. Where you know that's that's a little bit of a you know more than just a drip out of the faucet. That's kind of like turning that faucet just a tad more on. Where now you got faster drips coming out, and we'll have to see whenever that faucet turns on full. Yeah, and, I, and I'm with you. I mean, I I understand that it's definitely you know a a, a possibility. Um, but I just, again, I just don't think I'll believe it. Yeah. I don't think I'll believe it until I officially see it happen. So I don't know. That guy just, he, he's a snake, man. He's a snake. He's able to get out of any any sort of trouble. Well, the funny, the funny thing is, is that all these random people online who have podcasts or whoever, whatever, they're right, always right. like, man, everyone hates Dan Snyder. Everyone hates Dan Snyder, man. We want him out. It's like, you live in North north alabama i don't even know where where yeah, like you yeah. live in some like random town like you live in arizona and you're like man we hate dan snyder like do you really hate dan snyder i don't even know who don sterling was until he got sure. kicked out so it's like sure, you know sure. and, and you look at it i don't i don't look at owners except for like maybe mark cuban as being like anything serious like you have jerry right. jones 
Mark Cuban, uh, you know, Steve Ballmer with all his weird dance moves. You got you got some right. you got some weird ones out there, but you don't sit there and say like, oh, Shad Khan, man, I hate that guy. You know, yeah, it's like owners is you're right, you're right. Like you want the owner to not be a well known guy. <laughs> yeah. like, you want him to kind of be in the background, just like, hey, I'm just the rich guy that owns the team, sort of thing. So yeah, I'm with you. Um, we aren't going to talk about the Wizards here today just because, like, all right, they got the 10th pick. We can do as many mocks as we want, <laughs> but we will definitely get into that uh, maybe, you know, later as we get closer to the draft. Maybe we'll have Chase Hughes on. We'll, we'll, we'll get into some of that another time. Uh, let's hit up the final lap, a chance to go over some bigger stories in sports, and there were quite a lot. Uh, 90 seconds on the clock. Here we go. JT, Justin Thomas, wins his second PGA Championship. He was seven shots back to start the day, Mike. Unbelievable for JT. I love JT, to be honest with you, but seven shots back, that's a feat. That's a feat right there. That's a hell of a comeback. Uh, Albert Pujols homers twice, and in the same game, Yadiel Molina pitches for the first time in this one. I think they were up 14 runs or something. I mean, turn it back the clock, Mike. Albert Pujols, two bombs? What, what are they doing there? I just don't understand. Albert Pujols <laughs> yeah. is pitching this year. Yadiel Molina, right. what is it, like a send-off? Like, hey, What's guys, going on? <laughs> do what you want to do here. Uh, Mike's favorite player, Lucic, gets ejected after his hit against the Edmonton goalie, Mike. I did see it. I didn't think it was that dirty. It was still dirty, but I don't think it was that dirty. But, it's, I mean, it's like, come on now, dude. Like, now, now you got a bad rep because you just decked the goalie in the back. <laughs> yeah, you can't, can't touch the goalie, just like the quarterback. Can't touch the QB. Uh, this was a crazy one. Man City wins the Premier League with two goals in the last 20 minutes. I mean, Wolverhampton had the lead. Uh, this thing was looking like this was going to go their way, and Man City's season was going to be, you know, they weren't going to win the Premier League, and, I mean, it was just crazy. Was the, it Wolverhampton? I, I thought it was Aston Villa. Oh, no, you're right. Sorry. Well, sorry, you're right. It was AB. It was AB. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was mixing up my Premier League. I, I mean, I, I thought it was kind of crazy because then I went back and looked at the stats, and they were literally yeah. – I think if they I think if they drew, they would have lost, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe they, maybe they would have – they lost if they would have – I forgot what it was. But it was crazy. It was probably because it was the multiple legs, so it was like right. it was already a yeah. I did. I did, I just saw the highlights of this one. And it was just like unbelievable. And then uh, Mike's favorite soccer player, Mbappe, uh, decided against going to Real Madrid, and he's going to be staying in Paris Saint Germain until twenty twenty five. Now, at one time, at one point, I was like, man, what an idiot move. But now I'm kind of thinking, hmm, that's not a terrible move for him because number one, he's cashing in with PSG. Yeah. But he's only cashing in for three years, and apparently he's—I think he's making about hundred million a year, which is pretty crazy. Um, and uh, he also—they basically sold the farm, they basically sold the franchise, the club, whatever you want to call it—to him because he has say in the managerial, the player, all these, all these additions. They have to go through Kylian Mbappe, and that's the problem: is that they just literally sold the club to him, and right, also right. are paying him. That's how desperate they were. And uh, it's, it's kind of crazy, but you're looking at it. 2025, he's going to be like what, 26 years old, and then he'll go to Real Madrid. Just watch. Yeah, and and that final was three to two. Man City beat Aston Villa, like you said. Uh, I was thinking for some, I don't know, for some reason, Wolverhampton was on my mind. Um, and also shout out to my boys, the Sunderland Black Cats. Promotion, Ooh, Black baby. Cats. We're going up up to the championship, one below Premier League. Uh, Sounds like our so, old school CFL teams. There you go. They're going to get up there, man. They're going to get up to premiere. They're going to get uh, just got to this season, this season. It would be crazy if they did get promoted again. I mean, it's not going to happen, but, um, you know, you never know. You never know. Uh, let's do a little bit of trivia here. 
It is the segment that is taking over the nation. It is the it is. Mike Cerrone Trivia Corner here. A chance to give a DC sports trivia question and a Detroit sports trivia question. I will let you go first. Mike. So I've been obviously on TikTok. I've been cornering the DC uh, because obviously we are the DC crossover. But I do like yeah, it. Yeah, that's smart. I do. I, do, I so at first I did it with the Detroit, and it didn't get a lot of hits. And then I did the DC, no. and now it's all of a sudden getting. Nobody hits. cares about Detroit. <laughs> Detroit yeah, so yeah. But that's I do, just so I can ask a question. But I do like getting the questions because it actually yeah. tests my knowledge. See if I'm on my yeah. uh, on my game. So here we go. Uh, I had to go through a few cards of this uh, because a lot of them were like the '60s questions, and no one cares about that. Oh God. Here we go. In 2004, the Redskins used a third-round pick on what player who finished his career as the franchise leader for receptions by a tight end? 2004? Uh, I mean, is it is is it too obvious for this to be a man whose first and last name start with the same letter? <laughs> too off? Too obvious? Is that is that is, that's my question? Is is it does it do, does this person's first name and last name start with the same letter? They could. <laughs> yeah, it's Chris Cool. It's got to be cool. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes sir, yes sir. Right. It's pretty. No, it's pretty I appreciate obvious. that. Be- I appreciate that because I feel like I've gotten like every question wrong in the last like month. So that, well, thank you for giving me one that I could. The get. funny thing is when we started this, you had like five row in, five right in a oh, row, five. and then you had like twenty five wrong in a row. Now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've been so bad. Uh, I, so I'll take a little, take little, little tough, cool. little tough though. Not that one. That question? No, no, the, the, the one's previous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so let's see if you get this. If, let's see if you remember that uh, who this was. So despite posting a winning record in three of his four seasons as head coach of the Lions and making the playoffs in two, who was fired and replaced by Matt Patricia? That was uh, Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell is correct. Good job. Wasn't sure, wasn't sure if you could remember. All three birds. Who, Flying away with cares. the flock, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this, this is one I wouldn't ask, but it's like so obvious. It's like, what nickname did Lions receiver Roy Williams give to teammate Calvin Johnson because of his size and ability? It's right. like everybody knows Megatron. Right. That's, that's, that's a stupid question. Hey, that uh, Jim, uh, Jim Caldwell, nice pool though. Jim Caldwell is like yeah, the yeah, most. Isn't he the? Did he did he get the Texans job? Oh, God, I don't know where he is now, but yeah, I mean, he made the playoffs twice with the freaking Lions, and he loses well, his he, job. I, well, he got he you got know? um. I thought he got a, he was inter- getting interviewed for a job this year, but I, I thought he got the Texans job. And that might have been Lovey Smith, but I'm trying to think of Jim Caldwell. Where did he go? He went somewhere. Yeah, let's see where he is now. Um, but he did he did do well with the Colts too, and then he got fired from there. <laughs> like no one likes this guy. I just don't understand it. So he, yeah, I could have sworn that he got hired by somebody, but. I guess it could be for a coordinator job or something like that. I'm not exactly sure, but I know that for a fact he was getting interviewed by teams. But I think right, I think right. Lovey Smith was actually the Texans now. Now that I think about it, yeah, because he was a Dolphins assistant head coach and QB coach in 2019, and that's the last thing I have for him. So I may be, we may just be. Or let's see. Uh, so he interviewed to be head coach of the Jags. He interviewed to be head coach at the Bears. So basically, yeah, he hasn't been. Huh. Um, he hasn't been hired as a head coach. So and he's part of the like he's an example that Brian Flores gives about the like the racial discrimination stuff. So I don't know. But Caldwell was great here in Detroit. I mean, he honestly was. I mean, you think about the fact that like he actually got them to the playoffs and look how far 
they fell after that. Under Matt Patricia, Patricia who great guy, one of the worst, one of the worst coaches I think to ever coach in the NFL, <laughs> like as a head coach. Like I'm sure he's great under freaking Belichick and doing his thing. He's back over there now. Who's worse, um, him or Adam Gase? Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. I would put Patricia. Patricia lost the locker room in his like first week. I mean, like he was so bad. He was he was terrible. He had stupid pencil in his ear, and the guy's like five hundred pounds, and it's just like, ugh, you disgust me. Um, <laughs> I hated that guy. Hated okay, that guy. gotcha. Okay, now, uh, now we let's know. Let's move on to the let's move on to the money line. Uh, chance for you to win money from our picks uh, <laughs> or lose a lot. Um, Seventeen and thirty-one combined. Yeah, it has not been great. Mike's beating me about three points right now. Um, so as bad as I've been, it's not like you're lighting the world on fire. I went 0-2 this week. It was not good, 0-2. Yeah, not a great week. But I expect you to get back to it. Mike's like a good 500 and a little plus type better. So I, yeah, I expect you to get back there. Um, a couple picks here. we got a lock and a dog. Um, we'll go with my lock. I'm going to say Celtics minus 6.5 against the Heat. I don't love that being 6.5. I really wish it was like, you know, Two and a half or three and a half, but I'll take it. I'll take the six and a half against the Heat, and then my dog. I'll go Canes plus one and a half over the Rangers. This is kind of a crapshoot for me, but uh, I mean, I hate you know with the hockey lines. I hate the one and a half. Uh, yeah, but you know I'll I'll work with it. So yeah, Her- Canes plus one and a half over the Rangers as my dog. Not a bad one. Not a bad one. So my lock. I'm gonna stick. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna go with Luca. I mean, Luca has been playing. Yeah. pretty well uh against the I Warriors. I saw this game too. I thought about it. Yeah. It's I mean, they're favored, but I think they're just gifting them a favor uh in this one. They probably should be underdogs in this sense cuz the Warriors have just been demolishing them in two of the three games, but the Mavs, I got them minus 1 against the Warriors in Dallas. I mean, they're probably going to lose no matter what when it comes to the series, let's be honest here. Um but overall minus 1 versus the Warriors, I I lost the first game, so that was my lock last week, and that that one lost. So my dogs, Panthers, plus one and a half over the Lightning. Right now in game four tonight as we record this, uh, the Lightning are favorited, and they are up 3-0 in the series, uh, mainly because they are in Tampa Bay. But I think the Panthers throw everything but the kitchen yeah. sink at them. Uh, you know, the Panthers have sucked all series, which I believe that's what was, was going to happen. I think the Caps will give the Lightning a much better series, but that's just me. Um, they, they had just been awful. I mean, they have been totally awful. I mean, they've scored three goals in three games, and <laughs> the Lightning have outscored them by eight goals, and two of those were in Florida. So, Honestly, Lightning are easily going to win this series, but I think the Panthers, if they lose, it might be by one goal. But I think the Panthers take this one, and the Lightning take game five. Those are our picks. Um, They're sponsored by DraftKings. I mean, it's one of those weird things, like the stupid Amaze Media Labs thing that we're like part of and not a part of. I mean, these guys freaking were like, hey, guys, we got a partnership with DraftKings. We're going to have you do a commercial every show for DraftKings, and you're going to do it, and you're going to send it to us, and we're going to give you money. We did it for like a year, and then we never saw a dime, and now we're not doing I mean, like, we just, it's just like everybody, the contender, Amazed Media Labs, it's like, who are all these guys? <laughs> they, they always come in, and they promise us the world, and then nothing ever happens. Like, yeah. nothing ever changes. Like, we, we did... Ad after ad for stupid DraftKings, I would do in like every night, every show, and then like I would send it to him, and it was never like, "All right, guys, here's your check for whatever." It was always like, "All right, thanks for the thanks for the ad." It's like so we're just doing free ads for right. ten months, 
You know, and, and we never saw a single dime from that. I think it's kind of weird as well because we went, we we were on a high. I mean, the highest of horses. We were on Sea Biscuit and uh, Secretariat. Right. Like we were, I mean, War Admiral. We were on these high horses that were going crazy. And all of a sudden, you know, after a month, we were like, man, this is awesome, man. Everyone's reaching out to us. Yeah, and we were getting calls left and right. They were like, hey, come join this thing. Hey, can we put your podcast on this thing? And we were like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take the meeting with this person and this person. Yeah. And it's like, all right, here we are, back to where we were <laughs> before all that. <laughs> well, crap. the only one, let's be honest here, the only one that's been a steady a steady eddy right here is Erica McCall. So, Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm not putting her in the category of, right. of nothing because she's been awesome and uh, you know, we and we've enjoyed that because that's like kind of been a side project for us, like producing her show, and that's been great. It's just all these other clowns that just like you think reach out to us and nothing happens. You think that uh, that company, you know, they they have all these podcasts and they're just like, hey, just just join this, just join us, just join us, and then all of a sudden they have like this plethora of podcasts just like thrown into one vault, and then they're like, oh, DraftKings, look at all the podcasts we got. You that's guys what here. it is. And then I they, think they get all, they get ten they right. get ten grand, and then they just pocket it. Yeah, 100% because it was like, all right, we know I know our podcast doesn't do insane numbers but like we deserve like at least 5 bucks. Can you throw us like $5? Like why are we getting <laughs> nothing? Like we're, we're get, we have downloads. Like look everybody, like the show isn't, you know, obviously it's not on the top of the charts or anything, but we do well. We got a nice dedicated audience and it's like What's going on? They they had us like m- migrate our podcast over to this whole other host and all this other stuff. Yeah, we actually went away from what would have probably made us money right now, which is anchor. <laughs> we, we went away to the stupid megaphone, and we haven't seen a dime. It's just, it's what grinds my gears, Mike. It's like everybody here's here's my lesson to the, the everybody listening to the show. Yeah, like, grind it. Everybody will come in and promise you the world, and just know that like you know you you got to just like wait and see what happens before you get too excited because yeah. like. Mike and I have been doing this a long time. We talked to a lot of different people. We've had some exciting opportunities. And, you know, it is what it is. We're right back <laughs> here where we started, doing shows in our bedroom. So, <laughs> yeah, doing uh, the Sultan of Seltzer. The Sultan of Seltzer. Well, hey, I'll tell you, that could take off. You, you should, hey, you yeah, should uh, get Seltz. that handle or something on like TikTok. Sultan of Seltzies. And just do Seltzer's reviews. Is, and, is, like, is, is Seltzies annoying? Like, Seltzies? Yeah. I mean, I'm not annoyed by it. It doesn't bother me, but if you said it like a hundred times, I might get annoyed. I don't, I've only started it last week, and I started saying it, and I was like, man, it kind of sounds thing. Kind of sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, it does sound a little weird. I'd say I'd like only break it out every now and then. Yeah, but. yeah, maybe, yeah. Well, we say Numbies. Numbies is fun. Yeah, Numbies is great. Numbies is awesome. Well, that's um, the thing. Hey, if DraftKings wants to kick rocks down the road, go kick rocks down the road. We'll get right. Woo Boy as the Moneyline sponsor. They, I had Woo Boy for lunch today. Man, man, we, need, <laughs> we really need to get these Numbies, because really I'm telling you. I have... I almost have Woo Boy not once a week, but I mean, like lately, it's been like once every couple of weeks. I'm like, because I only work from home a couple of days out of the week, um, and so one of those days, sometimes I'm home and I'm like, man, you would be great right now. Nice little Woo Boy chicken sandwich, and some fries, man. throw yeah for lunch. It would be that's what I did today, and it never disappoints. I'll tell you, you Jeez. know who will never disappoint me is Woo Boy. Woo Boy will never ever disappoint. Who's boy? Woo's boy. Woo's boy. Yeah, our boy. <laughs> our boy, Woo boy. Uh, that about does it for this episode. I know we kind of went off on a tangent there, but <laughs> hey, this is, this is just a preview for what the off-season will bring. This is the off-season, baby. Next, starting next week, it's just going to be Mike and I just BSing about everything, <laughs> so look forward to that. Uh, thank you again, Erica McCall, for joining us on the show at the top, uh, top of the show. Again, follow her on Twitter 
at one bird's eye view and at birds of the words underscore 24. Um, that's for the show account and for Erica's account. That's not sponsored podcast. by three birds, by the way. Not sponsored. No, no, well, no, but we are. We have uh, one bird. Bird is the word. Yeah. Bird is the word. Uh, <laughs> Bird's Eye Views, the show, true stories of professional basketball. Go download it. Check it out. New episode drops on Wednesday. Uh, follow our show accounts, as I mentioned, at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone16. Follow the TikTok, DC Crossover Podcast. Um, and, yeah, that about does it. So look forward to the off-season starts next week. So for those who have been longtime fans of the show and – you know, enjoy Mike and I when we talk about non-sports things. Get ready for a lot of that because the Nats suck. We're not talking about their their butts, so that's for sure. Uh, I was gonna say their well, I can say ass. They're ass. We're not talking about them. I said uh, it earlier. I said a mountain yeah, of ass true. or the, the, uh, bat, the badass. Yeah, there you go. That is Mike Sarone. I've been since we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the DC Council. <laughs>